So, you know, with this Thanksgiving week, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. With this Thanksgiving week on us and, you know, being thankful, I, I just, I was, I, I just had the privilege of riding through the Texas Hill Country on a motorcycle in the last couple of days. Had some friends come in from out of town and we rode 480 miles in one day. 480 miles on a Heritage Softail motorcycle, Harley Davidson. I'm telling you what, it was all I could do. <laughs> From 7 in the morning till 5.20 in the evening when we returned those bikes. My goodness. But you know what? What was so great about that trip is I just all through it, you know, with all through the three twisted sisters, they call it, the, the highways in in. Bandera, Lakey, and, and Medina, and all those areas, and went to Willow City, and, and all these different routes that people come from all over the world to ride, you know, here in the hill country. And I've, I've ridden it, that was my third time, I think I've ridden in that area. I mean, I've driven through there many times, but rode it. But the whole time I was there, just so grateful and thankful that I get to live in the hill country, amen? That God set me and planted me in the hill country. I mean, you know what? I mean, it's a beautiful area, but sometimes you just take those kind of things for granted. God doesn't want us to do that in anything that we do. Did you hear what I said? He wants us to be grateful for everything that we have. And we live here, we need to be grateful for our place, not be complainers and, you know, moaning and groaning because something's not exactly right. We live in some really difficult times, but we have a lot to be thankful for. Can you say amen to that? Amen. So today, I'm finishing my series. Next week, I'm starting our Christmas series entitled The Crown. Everybody say The Crown. Don't want to miss it. Um, but I'm finishing our series today on the Word and the Spirit. We've been talking about the importance of the Word and the Spirit. And um, I've said this to you for the last three services. I've made this statement to you, and I heard this from somebody on the news. I think, I don't know if it was a politician or somebody, but he was making this comment about another politician, and this is what he said. That person is built for the battle. Everybody say built for the battle. And I've taken that statement, that saying, and I'm telling you today, you and I, we are built for whatever battle that we have. We were built and, and, and established, and we are equipped to handle anything that we face in life. I don't care what it is. You are built to handle anything that you're that you faced or that you're going through and and we we go through things we don't camp out in things we don't camp out in difficulties we go through them and become stronger on the other side don't forget that amen because if if you say ah it's no big deal about things that are going on no we're living in difficult times doesn't mean that your time has to be difficult amen doesn't mean that your world, the world that you live in, has to be in difficulty. But we live in difficult times. And you can't ignore the things that are out there. God and his word and his spirit are the key to your and my success. And that's what we've been talking about. Um, I want to just go over a couple of things and then just add another couple of passages today. A couple of things that we've talked about the last two weeks. In 1 John chapter, five, uh, chapter 1, 1 John 1 and verse 5. <clears throat> says this, and this is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you 
that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. There's no darkness in God. If we say that we If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in the darkness, we're liars. And we do not practice the truth. We we lie to ourselves. In other words, there's self-deception involved when when you say that that's so, but yet you're walking in the darkness. And the reason that people walk in in the darkness is because of the next part of that verse, we don't practice the truth. Our message is about the word and the Spirit, the Word and the Spirit. But if we walk in the light, and that's what the Word brings is light, if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. We talked about it the other day, or or last Sunday, uh, uh, James 4, and I think it's 17, says that When a man knows to do right and he doesn't, that's sin. So what Jesus is talking about here is disobedience. Now I'm going to read this again in light of seeing sin as disobedience. See, God never holds us accountable. He never holds us accountable. He has never held anybody accountable for what they don't know. I'm going to read these three verses again. This is the message we've heard from him and declare to you, God is light, and in him there's no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, you're deceiving yourself. You know, okay, so what do you do with that? Get over it. Yes? Get over it. Don't, don't, allow, don't be deceived. Don't live a lie. Get over that and make the changes. By doing what? By practicing the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, it cleanses us from disobedience. So in the seed of the word of God, in the seed of the word that you apply and you put to work in your life on a day-to-day basis, in that seed is the cleansing power and ability to set you free from disobedience. Well, you know, Pastor, I'm trying. No, that won't get it. I'm trying to obey. No, no, that won't get it. Trying doesn't do a whole lot of anything. Good intentions, I guess they're good, but they don't produce a lot. To get results, you have to begin to value and appreciate the power of the word changing your life and cleansing you from disobedience. Going from disobedience to obedience is all developed and, 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 and actually accomplished through the time that you spend in the word and, and how you allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what's really being said. I'm I'm ministering a message to you today, and that's the beginning. But if you do nothing with what you hear today, just because I said it, it won't work. I'm telling you, you say, well, you know, it'll work a little. Well, it's not going to hurt you, but it won't work productively for you if you don't do anything with the Word. We live in difficult times. 
There's no day like today. Don't think, well, you know, I'm just, I just want this corona thing to be over. Well, okay, so, okay, the corona thing gets over. Then what if something else crops up? Bible doesn't say thing that bad things and difficult things like we've seen happen. The Bible doesn't say they don't come. But what have you done before and during and what are you doing after those things are done? I don't want to just, you know, hope and pray to get past the coronavirus and all the effects of our, our lives and our communities. I don't want to just get past that. I want to get past it, but stronger than I've ever been. Can you say amen? Stronger than I've ever been. The Word and the Spirit together... The Word and the Spirit together equals truth and life in mani- truth and light in manifestation. The Word coupled with the Holy Spirit revealing the Word, because the Holy Spirit's job in the earth is to reveal all truth to you. But if you don't take the time to allow the Word in your ears, you saying the Word coming out of your mouth. If you don't allow yourself to do that and then become convinced of the value of it, then the Holy Spirit has nothing to reveal. He won't, you know, no matter how many movies you've ever watched or um, what what are those Harrison Fords? Um, Indiana Jones. You know, no matter what those kind of movies project and portray, that's not how the Bible works. It's revealed by the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit reveals what we put an effort into getting into us and hearing ourselves saying and speaking and declaring. It's good that you're sitting here today. Those that see online or whatever hear the word coming forth today. It's a good thing. But it's not everything. Amen? And if you don't do the first part, the second part, you won't do the second part. But we have to become convinced of it. In Psalm 23, and we read this last week, in verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. So he's there when the waters are still and everything's good. But he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Remember, we went into detail on that. It's not the valley of death. It's the valley of the shadow of death. What power has there ever been in a shadow? But a shadow will scare you if you allow it to. If you give give value to the shadow, it'll scare you. And the things that we walk through, people put, put so often put more emphasis on what they're walking through instead of God in the midst of what they're walking through. It's vital that we understand that. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Two two reasons. For you are with me. Your rod, which is translated as God's word, your rod and your staff, which is his spirit, they comfort me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me. Your word and your spirit, they bring the comfort And the sustenance that I need to be able to exist where I'm at and walk through what I face. It's his word and his spirit that bring that comfort to us. Can you say amen? And we read this one and then 
I've got a couple of new ones for today. James 1 and 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word. And remember, we've talked so many times that doing the word, doing the word has to come out of a development day to day. And, you know, I talk about this a lot, but it's vital that we get this. Being a doer of the word comes out of a development day to day of a routine of you declaring what God's word says so that you hear it and that it gets down in your heart. It gets down, not not into your blood pump, but into the spiritual part of you. We're spirit beings first. We're truly spirits that have a soul, a mind, will, and emotions that live in a physical body. Your body is not you. If your spirit man leaves your body, your body is laying on the floor and nothing will work. Your spirit man is the life in you. Every human being on planet earth has a spirit. Every human being. You are created a three-part being. Every human being. Whether you're born again or not, everybody has a spirit. When you get born again, that spirit becomes activated, and it goes into motion, and it's ready to receive the Word of God, and it's ready for you to believe, begin to believe in the Word of God, to overtake all the thought processes of the past, trying to tell us one thing when God's Word is telling us something else. It's ready. Say this, I'm ready. Amen? Your spirit, man, is ready to be everything God created you to be. I'm telling you, it is ready today like never before. Your spirit man is. He said, but be doers and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks in the perfect law of liberty, and he continues in it, He who looks into, in other words, the Word of God, and he continues in it. Whoever looks into the Word of God and continues in it. Well, yeah, you know, I I read that probably six weeks ago. I mean, the Word is spiritual food to to, to, to your spirit man. What if you just, the last time you ate for your physical body was six weeks ago? You probably wouldn't be sitting here, right? That's why our spirit man needs the spiritual food daily. I can't tell you, I cannot express to you the need of the seed of the word being planted inside of you and being able to to actually evolve into everything that you need. It's not... as much as if you've ever been this way, all of us have at different times, but it's not about trying to get God to do something. It's about receiving what God has already done. And and that's just hard for people to comprehend that and process that, and that's why we need the seed of the word inside of us. And we need that seed activated on the inside of us. It says... 
But he who looks in the perfect law or in the word of God and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in, one translation says, in everything that he does. Everything. Can you say amen? If we do nothing with the light, if we do nothing with the light, then the light produces nothing. If we do nothing with the word of God, then the word produces nothing, and yet the word has already produced everything, but it produces nothing for us. Everybody say, I'm a doer. Say it again, I'm a doer. Say it real loud, I'm a doer. We're doers of the word, we're not just hearers. We're not self-deceived, we are hearers of the word of God and doers of that word. Glory to God. Proverbs 4, let's look at these these last three passages I have. Proverbs 4 and verse 20. He said, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep Keep them within your heart, your spirit. For their life to those who find them and health, and one in the margin of the King James Bible, it says it's that word health there is medicine. For their life to those who find them and health and medicine to one's whole body. Above all, above all, above everything, above everything, guard your heart, guard your spirit. For everything you do flows from it. Guard your heart, guard your spirit. Protect that. Protect it. I mean, I mean, he said above everything. Don't, don't, don't be concerned about all the natural things. Don't be all about the natural things first and foremost. Make sure that your spirit man is, is, being, is, is developing and growing up. And, and you're becoming everything that God created you to be. Make sure of that. Proverbs 18 and verse 14 says, this is... This is in the uh, Amplified Translation. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. What is a strong spirit? It's one that's built built up with God's Word. He said, a strong spirit, one that the Word is sustaining it, is building it, it's growing up. See, because... On the inside of you is a whole nother person. Inside of you is a spiritual person. And, and, and let's jump from that verse real quick and look at another verse. When I said we had three passages, I lied, it's four. <clears throat> uh, I'm coming back to Proverbs 18, 14, but I want to look at 2 Corinthians 4, 16, also in the Amplified. <clears throat> Verse 16 of of 2 Corinthians 4. Therefore, we do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted, and wearied, and, and wearied out through fear, though our outer man is progressively decaying and wasting away, yet our inner man is being progressively renewed day after day. 
my natural man is decaying. I, I don't spend all day and I don't make confessions. Well, you know, my, my physical body is decaying, so I might as well just decay. No, that's not what comes out of my mouth. But it's decaying, and it's kind of going south, and, and, and it will over time because the Bible says it will. But my inward man is growing stronger every day, and I'll just tell you this, the stronger you get inside of you, the stronger your physical body will get. And that's the absolute truth. But he said, he said, it's wasting away, yet your inner man is being progressively renewed day after day. I thought about this. So, somebody, I, I, did, I, was, I was out of town, I was at my father's, and there was somebody at my dad's house, and this person was talking about, that. I knew them from the past, and they talked about the past, and they were saying, oh, you know, those good old days back in, in those days, and I thought, good old days? Man, that was some of the worst times of my life. <laughs> you know, I didn't say that to him, but I thought, good old days? Come on. So, as we were talking, as we were there and we were talking, I thought, I thought about this. Man, this is some of the best days of my life. But it's because of what has grown up spiritually. And, and the person made this comment, you know, if we could just go back. Well, I mean, maybe you had some good times in the past, but if you go back, then you lose all you've grown up spiritually. I don't want to go back. I want to go in, in the future, but get stronger every day. And, and listen, and when there's regrets in the past, and there's things that you regret, when your spirit man grows and you get stronger internally, it, again, the seed of the word helps you to re, be delivered of all the past things that try to haunt you. You never get rid of it. That's why people live so much of their lives tormented by things of the past because they're not building the real them. You've got to build the real you so that you get everything else in perspective. Life is not about what I do with this. It's about what I do with this. And when I do with this and I build this guy, then the, the, the older I get, the stronger I get. I mean, how many 61-year-olds do you know that can ride 480 miles on a heritage soft tail? One, yeah. Good answer right there, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you your gift later, right, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I mean, you know, that could be taken wrong. You could say, well, you know, he thinks he's all... No, no, I didn't think I'm anything. I, I, I thought it was about 300 miles. And when the 480 came and I, and I lifted my leg off the bike, <laughs> and I stood there and the guy said, how was the ride? Oh, it was great. But man, I was wore to a nub. <laughs> but you know what? I did it. You know? And on the ride, I had to, I, you know, after about 300 miles, I had to speak to myself and say, you know what, we'll, we'll finish this. It's all good, you know. Even if it had to go 600 miles, we'll finish it. We'll, we'll do it. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I applied it right there. I did it. Huh? I'm not dragging in here today. I'm stronger today than I was on Friday. Because of... Because I don't spend time focusing on that. I spend time on building this so that what I do in the natural, I get stronger at. What I eat, what I put into my body, getting more information about how to be stronger in the natural. But I don't spend all my time on that. I spend most of my time on what this is and applying that. Because when I'm strong internally, what did he say here? He said, the outward's decaying, yet the inner man The inner self is being progressively renewed day after day, but that's up to you. It's not being renewed if you're not doing anything. So go back to that Proverbs 18, 14. Proverbs 18, 14. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. But a weak and a broken spirit... Who can raise up or bear? You know what that's really saying right there? Who can bear the bodily pain and the trouble when you have a weak spirit? You can't. You can't press through. I'm just using my motorcycle ride as an example. At about 325 miles, I was thinking, we need to pull over. We need to this or that. But something on the inside of me says, you can do it. Why? Because I could hear that. Because I've confessed that every day for at least 40 years. Every day. Every day out of my mouth. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Is that all you say, Pastor? No, that's one thing of probably 45 minutes worth of things every day confessions that I make over myself every day and over many people and over all of you and, and, and so many hundreds of thousands of people that I speak over every day. Because Paul said, if I'm going to preach the word, he said in Ephesians 1, I can't not pray for you. I can't not, I can't not speak the word over you. That's King James. Texan is... Bless God, you better do it. If I'm going to preach this, I have to do that. It doesn't work. You throw it out there, people get beat up and wore out by the enemy because no prayer is going on. But I'm telling you today, a strong spirit can make it through, and I just wrote down a number of different things. A strong spirit will take you through family troubles. A a, a strong spirit will take you through difficult work environments. He'll take you through. Ah, I'm just going to quit the job. Maybe not. Maybe the job needs you. God doesn't want you there, get out. But maybe maybe God's planted you there for a season because they need you. And when you have a strong spirit, you can get through anything. I'm telling you, you can get through anything. Ministry issues are problems. Body issues, physical issues, anything that's, that's troubling or difficult, anything that is painful, as the scripture just said, you can get through that. Where your marriage is concerned, where marriages are concerned, I don't care what it is, anything. A strong spirit will see you through that. Where does a strong spirit come from? It comes from being a doer of the word 
and allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the revelation of that word. And when you've got that, you have light and truth operating inside of you and you can do anything. I'm telling you today, you and I can do anything. We can accomplish anything. I'm telling you today, I'll just say this about myself and my wife. I'll say this about she and I. The United States is a better place because we live here. Do you believe that about yourself? Did you hear what I said? I'm not saying that about me only. I'm saying because I believe in what I'm doing, what I'm preaching to you today, I believe this. I don't just, I'm not just going through the motions of it. I apply it. It works. The seed of the word reveals things to me. It empowers me when I need it. But we've got to be convinced of that. This nation is in a good place because we're here. No matter about anything else, no matter about the outcome of the elections or anything else, that ha- I don't, none of that stuff, this country's in a good place because we're here. And, and who are we? With him, without him, I can do nothing. With him, I can do all things. See, so when we're talking about ourselves, and we're talking about ourselves with a strong spirit that's built up in his word and, his, and knows the Holy Ghost and doesn't spend time doing all kinds of crap out there. Well, I should, can we say crap? I just did. We do all kinds of stuff out there and, and, and live a certain way and do whatever we want to do and think that we can just get away with it. We can't. We have to be connected to him. He's the, he's the lifeline. He's the answer. He's the light and the truth. And that's manifested in me as the word and the spirit are working together. I mean, God's got it set up perfectly, perfectly. People that don't know him, don't understand him, blame him for all kinds of things, see him in certain ways. And you know what? People that don't know him, you can't make them understand what you know. Love them, pray for them, and then when the opportunities come, take those opportunities. But don't shove stuff down people's throats. Can you say amen? You live it in your own life. So I'm declaring today that we're not, we're not people looking back, we're looking today and forward. Can you say amen? And because of that, and, and we're tied to the word and we're tied to the Holy Ghost, that means our spirit man is strong and it's causing our physical bodies to become stronger all the time. Now listen to me, listen to me. Don't think that you don't have to do anything with your physical body. Well, do you exercise? Do you do this or that? Well, no, I, I don't do any of that, I just do the word. No, don't, don't, don't get stupid on the other side. You understand? But the Bible says bodily exercise profits a little. Okay? Didn't say a little bitty bit, but, you know, in comparison to a whole body, you know, it, it, its profit is maybe a fourth of, of what goes on with the body. The other, the, uh, or, or maybe a third. The other two-thirds have to do with soul and spirit. See? So what you do with your body is important, but if that's all you do and you forget the other, it won't work. It won't work. It may appear to, but it won't because God didn't make us that way. Start with your spirit. <clears throat> so, just, just one more thought. I'm going to read you one last passage. <clears throat> um, you know, if... There's something that I found out. And I'm, just giving, I'm just going to give you this little thing and you can... You can take it and think on it. 
But there's been times in my life, and I don't know about yours, I'm just asking you this, but there's been times when I felt tired in my body. I felt, I felt kind of exhausted. You know, there were things going on in the natural life. I mean, I, I'm just, a, I'm always a busy person. I'm always working. I'm always doing something. It's just the way I'm made. I can't just sit around. I mean, you know, there's times you rest and that kind of thing, but, but I'm a doer. And, um, and I, always, I always felt like that when I feel tired like that, that I just need to rest more. And at different times, that works. You know, you ride 480 miles on a motorcycle, you rest, and you feel good when you get up. If you don't rest and you keep going, you'll wear yourself out, right? But there's a tired in the physical body that natural rest will do nothing for. It'll do, it, it's like, it's like, there, it, it, it's, it, it's a, it's a physical exhaustion that you can try to sleep it off and you'll, you'll, you'll try to sleep more and more and more and it gets worse and worse and worse. And that condition is a weak spirit. I'm telling you, you can go, you know, you may think you need eight hours of sleep a day. You can go on three or four hours of sleep for however long you need to if your spirit man's strong. You say, oh, no, I, I could never do that. That's because you think that way. You could if you had to, I'm saying. It's not, I didn't say that, a, that good sleep is not a good thing. It is. You need at least seven hours of sleep a night. And, and, and good sleep at right time periods. You need, you need to, to sleep. Well, it's difficult in our society to do those kind of things. Because there's so much going on and so many things that we have. But I'm telling you, you have a strong spirit. And you don't have that time in a week to, to get that rest. I'm telling you, you wake up and I mean, you're invigorated, ready to go. It doesn't matter what it looks like. I mean, you can't do that forever and you'll wear your body out and that's not healthy. I'm talking about, I'm just saying, if there's not time or it works out that way, I'm telling you, when you have a strong spirit, you can overcome anything in the flesh. Anything. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I didn't say you didn't need to sleep. Because you'll wear yourself out. And if you've got a strong spirit and you're listening to the voice of God, he's going to tell you to sleep. But there's something about a strong spirit that causes your physical body to become better than it's ever been. I mean, literally today, I told my wife this a while back, I feel healthier today at 61 than I did when I was 40 years old. Literally, I feel healthier today, stronger today than I, than I was when I was 40 years old. And it's, it, it's not attributed to my, you know, my, my workout and, you know, it, it, it's attributed to a lot of the, the natural things that I do for my body and what I take. It, it's attributed some of it to that, but it's, it, it's attributed solely to my spirit man growing and becoming what God wants it to be, see? And when he's pleased with that, man, you, it, it's so much easier to hear you know, when somebody's telling you to eat something or not eat something that you don't want to stop, you get mad at them. What do you mean I can't eat that? That's God, I can eat that and whatever. But when you have a strong spirit, you operate in humility. And when someone gives you a, bit, a piece of advice about something that will help your physical body, you'll do it. I can testify. I can remember 
My wife's saying, you know, you ought to get off of that. Nah, nah, I'm good, I'm good. I'm good, I got it. I got it. I can do it. Yeah, and then it caught up with me. See, if I'd have paid attention, today I do. Because I've humbled myself. And it doesn't have to be my way or the highway. I can listen and I can make changes that I need to make. But that comes from a strong spirit. When your spirit man is built up, man, you can do anything. Anything. Can you say amen to that? I want to read this last passage and I'm done. It's found in Job chapter 22. There's some interesting passages of Scripture in the book of Job. (laughs) Interesting passages. Some people say there's nothing good in the book of Job. Man, I, I don't agree. There's a bunch of good stuff in there. Job 22 and verse 21. Now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. Acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. Acquaint yourself with God, him, big H. Acquaint yourself with God and his word, in other words, and be at peace. You can't know God but from his word. Acquaint yourself with him through his word, by his spirit, and be at peace. Acquaint yourself with him by his word, through his spirit, and be at peace. Thereby, good will come to you. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Meditate on it. Spend some time on that. Acquaint yourself with God and be at peace. Acquaint yourself with Him by His Word, through His Spirit, and be at peace. Thereby, good will come to you. Receive, please, instruction from his mouth. And lay up his words in your heart, in your spirit. Lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. You will remove iniquity far from your tents. And the iniquity we were talking about today is disobedience. The sin of iniquity is the disobedience that we were talking about. You remove that, you remove that. or You you come to the Lord. In other words, you go back to the first, you acquaint yourself to him through the word and the spirit. And the end of it says, you will remove iniquity from your tents. Disobedience will be removed from your life. You know, God is not a hard God. He's never been. He's a merciful God, and he'll wait for you to the end of time. He'll wait for you. He'll be, he's patient and long-suffering for you to get it. I've just decided, I've decided a long time ago in my life, I'm not going to make him wait. He wants fellowship with me. He wants me to be acquainted with him. He wants me 
to when I'm going through something that's difficult, that I revert to him and his word. That I consider his word and his spirit final authority that settles everything in my life. Why should I make him wait? Why should I make him watch and say, man, that's my boy, but he's not doing it. Man, I've shown him this, I've given him this, I've given him that, I've taught him that, I've given him people to to submit to, I've given him this and that and the other, and yet he doesn't do it. I shared with you the other night the scripture that says, when fathers disobey, that the curse of things that they disobey in is handed down to the third and fourth generation. We choose to stay in disobedience. Remember, God's already forgiven us. God's already done everything for us. Nothing has to be passed down to my children except the goodness of God. But it's my choice. Everything flows from the head down. If you're the head of whatever, whatever hat you wear of headship in specific things, I'm, I'm the head in my marriage. I'm the head of this local church body. Uh, you know, I have other hats that I wear like that. Everything flows from the head down. That's why the Bible says don't many of you desire to be leaders and teachers above other people because there's, because there's much expected and required out of your life in that. Because what you do, it's not just what you say. I'm, I'm telling you, anybody can preach. You can go to school, you can learn homiletics, you can deal with how to preach and do certain things. Anybody can preach. But if you're not preaching out of what you're living, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work, and it affects everybody around you. If there's been anything that has brought conviction to my heart, it's that. I want you free. I want my family free. I want my wife free. I want people free. They have to, everybody has to make their own choices. But how much easier things can be in life if the head is doing what's right. It's vital. I'm telling you, we live in difficult times, but I'm telling you, it's the best day in the history of the world to be alive because of whose we are and how we know him and how connected we are to him. It's the greatest day ever to be alive. How many get irritated with some of the things that they say you can't do? How many get irritated when the University of Texas football game is postponed? Man, I'm going to throw my iPad up against the wall. What do you mean they postpone the UT game? But is that what life's about? No. No. So we adjust. And we stay faithful to the things of God. And we rejoice in the things of God. And, and all the other things, people say, well, are we, are we going to ever get back to normal? I hope not. I hope we don't go back. I hope we keep pressing on and create new things and new ways of living and experience the goodness of God like we've never experienced before. I'm not talking about communism or some crazy thing like that. I'm talking about the goodness of God. Our greatest days are here right now and before us. How many believe that in the house? Glory to God. I wrote this, and I'll read this to you, and then let's pray. Being filled up in your spirit, when your spirit man is full, it's being full of life. When I'm full spiritually, I'm full of life. No despair, no self-pity, no anger, no frustration. Because all of those things that I just mean that I just mentioned reveal a weak spirit. 
But a strong spirit produces strong life. I don't have to be a person that's a victim. I don't have to live in self-pity. I don't have to live angry all the days of my life. But I have to build my spirit. And you build your spirit, there's nothing you can't accomplish in this life. How many believe that today in Jesus' name?